0: Bronan, what is best in life? To crash your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the Zumundo podcast. In the golden age of podcasts, there was but one undreamed of, and unto this Zumundo. Destined to wear the crown of pop culture upon a troubled brow, you are now listening to Doolin and Keith on the Zumundo Podcast. And welcome to Zumundo Podcast episode 41. Yeah. I'm Doolin
1: and I'm Keith and we're going to get into it with some pop culture stuff tonight. We are. Do you think this really is the golden age
2: of podcasting?
1: I think we passed the golden age of podcasting. I was wondering that. Yeah. No, I think it's, we're kind of at the point now where it's, everybody's got a podcast. It's a saturated market for sure. It is. It's definitely a saturated market. You know, like I did a, uh, I did a podcast like way back in like 2011 or whatever. Yeah. And the funny thing was like, not everybody had a podcast back then. Right. And it was, uh, it was actually kind of gaining some traction, picking up steam and then due to personal reasons I had to drop it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, uh, but you know, that's fine because for me, the This is just, it's just fun. It's just something fun to do. Come back, come back, you know, sit down, talk to your friends on the mic every week and, you know, just, just talk about stuff, man.
2: man, Speaking of weeks, how's your week been?
1: Pretty good. Busy, man. So, so insanely busy. Like I've had to, um, I've had to like kind of duck out on a lot of obligations, um, this week just because I've got so much stuff going on. Like I usually do my volunteer thing on Monday, didn't have time for Mm it. I was supposed to go down South and have a meeting this morning didn't have time for it. Um, they just no. there's just no time. There's man. a
2: lot going on. It seems it's really you know, busy right It's now. like I,
1: I tell people, they're like, you know, you're self-employed. What's that like? And I'm like, well, I'll tell you this. I used to work nine to five. Now I work 24-7. It's great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's definitely yeah. a... Yeah, it means you got to work a lot. Yeah, yeah, no kidding.
1: But anyways, yeah, man. Um, Hey, before we get started today, um, I just want to give a big shout out to a guy we met at uh, MegaCon a couple weeks ago. Uh, Oh yeah, Auto. He's got a YouTube channel over there at Three Men in a Basement. Yeah,
2: I watched their show the other day. Yeah,
1: yeah. um, He just he collects comics and uh, collectibles and things like that. And he's got a couple of buddies that come on do the YouTube show with him and stuff like that. And they
2: uh, they even had a comic book vendor from MegaCon. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent! Really That's cool real... booth those guys had. I, I forget the name of it. I don't want to shout out the wrong name. Yeah,
1: but they they gave us a, they gave us a little shout out on the show last did, yeah. last week. So I just wanted to kind of return the favor I and mean, go over there check out uh, our man Auto at Three Men's Three Men and a Basement. Yeah, so, cool
2: cool YouTube channel. Like they're really into comics, and uh, I think they're. I mean, they they fit kind of what we do pretty well. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
1: all in the realm of pop culture and stuff. Absolutely. So. Um, yeah, you know when I was trying to like come up, like I think we're coming up. We've been doing this for almost a year now. Indeed, um, it'll be a year on uh, May the fourth. Be with you. <laughs> yeah, Star uh, that's, Wars that's, that's the anniversary of our show and stuff. And I've had a lot of people like, where the hell did Zoomundo come from? Uh,
3: yeah, and uh, it,
1: it was kind of funny because like, uh, you know, what Keith and I were kind of going back and forth a while for a while. Like, you know, like we're going to do this podcast. Like, what should we call? It? What should we call? It? And we had like. There's a ton of names. All of them were lame. And then I had, like, the great idea of, like, what about, like, not another pop culture podcast? Get it? Because it's, like, not another pop culture, but it is, you know? And then I, like, Googled it, and I'm like, oh, there's, like, four other podcasts with that name. Yeah, yeah. That was was, uh, heavily used. And then so we were going back and forth. I'm like, I don't know, fucking some nonsense word. Zoomundo. How about that? And you're like, I like it.
2: It actually kinda <laughs> it's it stuck. It's the one that yeah. stuck. I to.
1: guarantee you there's not another podcast called Zumundo out no. there. So
2: there is a there is a word, I think it's African, Zumunda. I don't mm-hmm. know what it means, but um yeah, so I think people have looked for that and or, then found our podcast. Or maybe fans yeah.
1: of coming to America. That's a great the, great movie. The nation of Zamuda. Zumuda's different yeah. which is which is neighboring to the nation of Wakanda. Is it really? No, <laughs> I don't think so. I was I like, "Wow, I can't, I can't back that they up." They tied that in. Wow. Um, no, that's it's all good. How's your week, been, man? Uh, it's
2: good, man. I played some Final Fantasy four. I got to listen to that. Oh, and,
1: that's uh, the. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Final Fantasy four is the old school on Nintendo. Final Fantasy two. Final
2: Fantasy. No, uh, it's well, on it was, Super Nintendo.
1: Yeah, well, on Super Nintendo back in like the ni- like nineteen ninety four, it was Final Fantasy two because there's other Final Fantasy games in Japan that didn't get released. In the, states. in the states, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Final Fantasy Four. We
2: actually got Final Fantasy the original one way yeah. late. Like Final yeah. Fantasy Two, I think, was already out. Mm-hmm. You know? And
1: then uh, Final Fantasy um, Two came out for our the American two was actually the Japanese 4.
2: Which was the first one on the new system. And sister, then yeah. Final
1: Fantasy 3, R3, was Final Fantasy 6 Indeed. In, <laughs> j- yeah, in, in Japan. <laughs> Are so, you keeping track? Yeah, so, oh my God, I've gone cross-eyed. Yeah, I've played um, this
2: game a bunch of times. I'm, I'm past Mount Ordeals, became the
1: Paladin. I'm oh, going yeah. back to Baron to save the day yeah, or whatever, it, find Sid in the airship and all that. Good, good nostalgic memory. I've got that one on my... Uh, on my emulator, yeah, I can, yeah you I can, can get
2: the uh, Pixel Perfect remasters of I believe the first six games oh, nice. on uh, on like iPads and you know like there's an app for that. I
1: still re- I still remain that Kafka one of the greatest cartoon supervillains of all time. Yeah, not cartoon video game. Sorry.
2: Yeah, uh, and and that's pretty commonly accepted as like, yeah one of just the greatest villains. It's yeah. like
1: hey, we're laying siege to this castle, poison the water. What and even like the Imp- video Imp- game, emperor soldiers like, are like no sir we can't do that i don't care we'll kill every man woman and child yeah, like he's damn this dude's, yeah, this dude's wild man he was on another
2: level and he stayed a step ahead of you at times and a step mm-hmm. behind you and-
1: well then overthrew like even when the emperor's like okay no more war we need peace and he like overthrows the emperor and kills him and yeah and we're going on about like a like a 30 year old video game right now Yeah, it's but, pretty cool though yeah but it's always you know, i've classic. never
2: played that one all the way through Really? Yeah, Final okay, Fantasy 2? Actually, you six. know what? I, like, oh, yeah. six. No, actually, I don't okay. think
1: I, I... never completed uh, 2 or 4, as you're playing right now, but I did complete 6 or 3. Um. Um, however, I didn't do it clean. I used the Game Genie okay. back what, in the day. What
2: cheat so. uh, did you use? Uh,
1: I used... Um, I used... Un, uh, like, you max out your life and magic... In order to like play through so it's like it's it's damn near impossible yeah because
2: the leveling system is pretty complicated in that one you have to like equip the esper to get the spells and it's you have to
1: like try to go through and you have to level with the espers in order to learn the spells right
2: and they the trick is to not you don't grind traditionally you wait till you get all the espers then you go back and grind
1: there's some people listening to this show right now going what the nerds are they talking about man but ah. no no it's all good though man it's yeah. all good and we're gonna we're gonna actually get into some uh some cool fantasy but, stuff later on tonight for mysterious world we are man to it. um we i got, also
2: saw dune and ate some chicken wings and we had a big week oh yeah, nice yeah, man yeah. oh
1: yeah yeah you saw Dune. Uh, we'll get taught,
2: got to teach my sister about adam warlock this week she, nice. she didn't really know about him so that was okay. cool yeah um and
1: then uh you watched you watched the super bowl it, i did i did yeah. yeah i did not i was doing a uh i was doing trivia night and uh, for Tim Burton movies, I had all of four people show up and I Aww. texted the I texted the barroom manager. I'm like, let's not compete with the Super Bowl again. And she's like, There was a lot of online interest. I'm like, We we can't we can't compete with the Super Bowl, that's, man. The Super
2: Bowl's big, man. It's very big.
1: It is big. Um, it is big. I think I this heard, was heard, one of the most watched ones. I heard ever. Taylor Swift won though, so that's a plus, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe the Kansas City Chiefs won, yes. Yeah, Taylor right at the last that's, second. That's, yeah, that's that's they the pulled
2: it, ta- they tw- pulled a Tom Brady without that's, just Scoring seven touchdowns in the last fifteen seconds of the game like he normally does, but yeah, that's the Taylor
1: Swifties. I thought that was in that the, the oh yeah, Swifties that's, team? That's,
2: that's her team.
1: <laughs> Gosh, they, they may as well just change like the mascot to Taylor Swift at this point. <laughs> I don't even watch football. Like I know there, there's there's a lot of like you got people on both sides I'm like okay, so I have a meme page, and I did uh, I, I did like a silly little post where like I took a picture of Taylor Swift and I had AI kind of like make her look like a football player or whatever I've seen it I yeah. saw
2: something online where she's like sitting in a, in a well, like in the locker room I mean there's and, a lot of football them pods stuff. and stuff yeah. and,
1: and like in the hands came out weird and stuff because it was you know Cause it's because it's, it's AI but I posted it um, from my my meme page that has like 215,000 followers or whatever and I was like hey everybody happy uh, happy Swift Ball Day to, to all who celebrate or whatever you know I didn't mean anything by it but it drew so much hatred and oh, ire from people both from both from, from both football bro and Swifties, and Swifties, wow. like they all hated it, and you know? they're like, "The hands are stupid." And then I was just <laughs> like, "And AI. I was just like," and my response was, "I was just being dumb." I was like, "All right, I'm sorry, I'm the problem, it's me." This and, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> and then, but then I had other Swifties jumping in, going like, "You're using her likeness without her consent." And i oh like, "Oh my god!" I was like, uh, "It's it's a me." Like it's I didn't even not say anything real. insulting about her. You guys, right? Like I was just like, "All right, well." But it's
2: also not for monetary gain. Yeah, it's not for. It's
1: like I'm sorry. Well, what you'll have to hunt down every single person who's ever made made a meme of Taylor Swift and posted it without her consent, and let me know how far that case goes. It
2: would still eternity. It's probably happening right now. But no, it's funny you keep mentioning hands, because remember we taught like uh, Nino said that dude couldn't draw hands or something, and, uh, <laughs> but I actually got to see Nino's art book uh, the other day, go, oh, th- yeah. go through it, and it's it's amazing. As can he draw expect. hands? He can draw hands, <laughs> yes, he can. Fists and hands and lightning and all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, very, very good stuff.
1: I remember I used to, when I was a kid, like, used to, like, draw my own superheroes, and I would draw, like, you know, Marvel superheroes, DC yeah, superheroes. Yeah. I mean, I was like, you know, I was like 12, 13 years old, could never draw hands. Never never could draw hands. I remember
2: we took a class on how to draw your own hand. Do you remember that? Like in school, like in our class or something, they made us draw our hand like
1: this. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> kind of interesting. Uh, Man. Interesting. Well, you want to go ahead and jump into some Brews, and News, and of Reviews? Of course. All yeah, we'll
2: right. send it. Send it.
0: And now, Brews, News, and Reviews. It stinks.
1: Sometimes it sinks. And sometimes it's awesome. Sometimes it's awesome, man. Well, well, hopefully, it's awesome today. What are you uh, sipping on for brews?
2: I'm sir? actually having a wild cherry Pepsi.
1: <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know, we're um, you know we usually record on Thursday evenings. Uh, I'm I'm leaving town tomorrow, so I'm not going to be here. Yeah. And uh, we're here on uh, Wednesday afternoon, which is Valentine's Happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Ha- I I love you, man. I love you too. And I've learned that. <laughs> Love can, ex- can platonic love can exist between two grown men. <laughs> yeah,
2: this is uh, yeah. It's it's uh, it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. That's about all I got to say so about
1: that. All of that to say, we're not uh, we're not drinking alcohol because, like, while we are functional alcoholics, oh we're my not gosh. we're not raging alcoholics.
3: Yeah, there's got
1: to be a line, you know. Right, we're not we're not doing the open bar right now. No, no, exactly. But uh, yeah, so and I am having a uh, a nice refreshing diet mountain dew i forgot to even ask you I'm yeah sorry. diet um,
2: mountain dew is classic diet
1: mountain dew i'm you know as i've said on the you know i, I kind of go back and forth keto on coffee. keto it is <laughs> it's my keto coffee exactly but i've been doing keto for um a little bit over three weeks nice uh and i am down eight pounds oh, so good, yeah good. man so you know i'm gonna keep it keep it going keep it going i think the only time i'll i will break the diet next month when the fair rolls into town, and I can go and get like all the fried, fried dough, and the corn dog, oh, oh man, so fried, fried everything. I told my girlfriend I was like, I'm going off this diet when the fair comes to town, it's, man.
2: It's you know, I I don't know if one day is going to kill you, but it's such an interesting, just fry everything, and it tastes good. Oh, man. It's crazy. Well,
1: we went uh candy
2: bars and stuff like weird, weird candy things. bars. Fried ice cream's good. Oh, fried is all right. I like it's it. okay. I used to when
1: I was a kid. Anyway, it still, it's still, it just has the flavor of adulthood now. You're just like, yeah, mm, this doesn't remind me of childhood the way it used to. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> the optimism is not as optimistic. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, anyways, um, you want to get into some news? Yeah, let's
2: turn that steering wheel of optimism <laughs> in, a, in a better direction, and uh,
1: let's do some, uh, some news. I got nothing good to talk. About. I mean, I got things to talk about, got a but nothing. Things. Um, it's one, uh. What? You want to no, you want me? Oh, do, yeah, yeah. okay. Madam Webb is uh <laughs> oh. hit theater. I know it's painful, man. And I didn't. Wait, see it's it. out? Yeah, it's out.
2: Oh, I didn't even know it was out. I thought we were still just
1: complaining over the preview. No, it's out, my friend. Ooh. And it's it's being universally panned. And this they're saying that this is like not one of the worst comic book movies of all time, but the worst comic book movie of all time. Wow. I've seen um I've seen a lot of uh, videos of, uh, like, you know, film reviewers. And these are the people that usually, like, bow to the altar of, like, you know, pop culture. And they're even saying, like, I'm having a hard time finding something good to say about this movie. (laughs) Like, because they're really struggling. Um, And, like, a lot of people have said that this is, like, a uh, a movie movie. Written by AI, essentially, they're saying, like, you know, things just happen, like, these characters have no purpose, no rhyme, no reason, right? Um, and uh, it just, uh, despite being in the Spider Man universe, it lacks no ties to the franchise. Uh, one critic okay. compared Madame Webb to uh, the 2019 film adaptation of Cats, which, if you know, you know, I heard know about that was that. bad too, it's really, really bad. Uh, some of them are even saying, um, Worse than Halle Berry's Catwoman.
2: Ooh. And that was not <sighs> that a was very well. It was
1: bad. It was really bad. Me. And of course, Catwoman was like before the superhero film boom, so to speak. Like they were making the movies, but they weren't huge like they are now. Yeah, right. Um so <coughs> yeah, it, it, it's not it's not looking great for uh for Madame Webb, man. Well,
2: that's sorry to hear that.
1: <laughs> well, you know, yeah. it is what it is. But on to some uh some some upward trend news. Uh, we, we got our first uh, Deadpool 3 trailer at the Super Bowl
2: at the Super Bowl and it is the most watched trailer ever mm-hmm. in history which partially is because this is the most watched Super Bowl so naturally everybody who saw it saw the commercial but it's supposedly gotten 365 million views in less than 24 hours Holy which shit. is a lot yeah of airplay
1: yeah so i mean if you haven't seen the trailer um you know wade is kind of chilling with his friends having a birthday you know just he has hair yeah he, ha- well, <laughs> he has a toupee on, no i you know, know? It's, uh, it's funny looking uh it is funny looking <laughs> but uh and then sure sh- then surely enough and then we have ties to the mcu the tva shows up Ooh. and take you saw it right i did yeah tva shows up and takes him away i like and uh you know apparently like I guess he's uh he's he's an out-of-place variant or because he messed with time travel in Deadpool too yeah, just
2: cleaning up the timeline
1: yeah, yeah you know so he sh- probably shouldn't be there so they take him in there and made a uh, nexus event yeah that was a really uh funny line they're like uh you know we we took you you soiled your pants while you were unconscious and then he's just kind of nonchalantly says I wasn't unconscious anyway <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome
2: but, but it looks um, like he ends up in that uh the dump at the end of time there, yeah like where Loki and all them ended up in that show yeah which is kind of
1: cool um you know i i I have high hopes for it there's uh there's the aspect of um listen man i love i love hugh jackman i think hugh jackman is you know is the wolverine yeah there's no there's no one there can never be anyone better however
2: well unless they get Daniel Radcliffe. I don't know how I feel <laughs> about that. Harry Potter as
1: Wolverine, man. I'm um, down with that. But we gave him a good send-off, and Logan, like that was emotional and was brilliant and beautiful. Very good movie. Yeah. Um, Which I just saw part of the other day. It was on somewhere where we're at. It's such a good. great movie, man. Um, I mean, it's essentially a, a a sci-fi western, you know what I mean? Yeah,
2: yeah. It's and great. you know, Charles passes away in it and stuff. Spoiler, sorry for people who haven't seen uh, Logan. That movie
1: came out in like 2018. <coughs> Logan. Yeah. But it was a great send-off to the character, and now we're bringing him back, so I'm like, all right yeah better better account. Yeah. introduction
2: of x-23 and that and stuff that was good
1: yeah but uh it promises a lot of uh a lot of interesting cameos both from like the uh, mcu and the fox yeah we got rumored to get Electra back right Electra from back the old daredevil ben movie. affleck's daredevil yeah uh pyro from uh x-men one two and three yeah he's coming back
2: there are people who are saying daniel radcliffe is in the movie as uh, a, variant? a variant of wolverine mm, i don't know how i feel about we'll that? we'll see
1: I don't know if I want Harry Potter. But the Spider-Man and-
2: make comeback, you know, some of them. There's rumors about that. There's all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff.
1: Interesting.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Could be could be good. Yeah, I I'm I'm excited for it. This is this is the one that um yeah, we're this is the one we're pumped about now. Yeah. Yeah. So um i guess I, go ahead you go ahead okay uh non-superhero stuff I, I saw a picture of jafar jackson is playing michael jackson in an upcoming uh movie like a biopic type well, thing
1: his name's jackson I well mean, it
2: is yeah. um but uh I'm, I'm not sure if they're related or not Do, he looks like the era when he was like white shirt long hair black hat you know kind of thing oh yeah he looks that classic era looks really good like like He looks like Michael Jackson, pretty crazy. But um, that movie's actually being co-produced by his estate, which is kind of neat. I wasn't tracking that, so I just saw that this week. And um,
1: I'm looking at some pictures of him now, man. He actually really does look like a young Michael Jackson. That's wild, man. Like they, they, it's well cast.
2: They did pretty well. Yeah. I love it. Speaking of casting, do you want to talk about that? We just got the casting. uh, Oh yeah. We got the
1: cast for Fantastic Four and uh, MCU's Fantastic Four. Like so famously, uh, Fantastic Four was a property held by Fox for a lot of years. We had two Fantastic Four movies. Um, Were they fantastic? uh, It was a little bit underwhelming a little bit less than fantastic it wasn't terrible but it wasn't great either and then of course we had the 2015 um josh tranks version of fantastic four which i honestly i I never even bothered watching it i'm not familiar with it yeah it didn't do he kind of tried to do his own thing with it
2: honestly like outside of reed richards and and some of the crossover stuff in comics that we've talked about i'm i've never been like a fantastic four super fan or anything like Another know the thing and stuff like that. And yeah, that's about it. I did like, uh, when, uh, Reed Richards appeared in Dr. Strange, but they, you know, uh, spoilers, he, you know, he got nuked by, uh, mm-hmm. Scarlet witch there. Um, but that was cool. And like Captain Carter was in that and like that, that whole scene with Xavier coming back too, was pretty awesome. Um, so I was kind of hoping they, they cast him, uh, Jim from the office, yeah. to that role. Cause they, I was kind of hoping
1: so too, yeah. man.
2: Um, and so I'm not knocking Pedro. Pedro's a great actor. Um, but he's in everything right now. So he's he's hot. That's what they're using.
1: Yeah. I, I think I've heard that by 2035, one in, uh, one in th- three movies will be about Pedro Pascal escorting <laughs> some magic child to safety. Uh, that could no. be. Um, Just a meme I saw. I thought that was pretty that's funny. That's pretty funny.
2: Um, but I got another movie rumor for you. Oh,
1: it hit me. It's a
2: Master of the Universe movie. You heard about this? I live saw action?
1: something about. Are we going back to live action? with it? Live there's action. Been a, there's been a resurgence of Masters of the Universe.
2: So Travis Knight stated that his next project may be the movie, and uh, it's possibly heading over to Amazon. It was originally going to be at Netflix, but due to some budget stuff, it's probably too expensive. Uh, Amazon looks like they're going to pick it up and do it. And somebody even said they're in like final discussions about the movie. So it's like that. I mean, it sounds like it's a go. but yeah. I, I, I don't know. You know.
1: Um, Kind of a little, yeah. Uh, Masters of the Universe has had kind of like a huge resurgence in the last couple of years, Continue. especially with the Netflix series, uh, the Kevin Smith Netflix series, which had some mixed reviews, but it's kind of back there in the public spotlight again, yeah. And uh, you know, going back to MegaCon, um, amanda and i cosplayed characters from masters of the universe the
2: timing on this is impeccable yeah like yeah it was cool
1: it was kind of funny like uh there was this this kid who was like you know 20 years old if he's a day comes running up to me and he's like dude this is i was skeletor by the way i had a skeletor cosplay at megacon and he comes running up he's like dude that is the coolest skeletor cosplay i have ever seen I'm like, hey, thanks, man. And he goes, can you say the thing? Because there's, like, the, yeah. the the Skeletor meme or whatever. And I just said, and remember, <laughs> everything we do is just killing time until time kills you. Until we meet again. And, the, like, <laughs> him and all his friends freaked out. Like, oh, my God, he sent the thing. <laughs> That's awesome. He's like, can we take a picture with you? I'm like, yeah, of course you can, man. So he, like, snaps a picture. And he goes, dude, I don't really know much about this character. But my dad's going to freak out. And I'm like... I had, like, that moment, you know, like, the end of Saving Private Ryan where <laughs> Matt hilarious. Damon just, like, morphs into an old man. That's how I felt.
2: <laughs> you, just, you morphed into an old man.
1: Yeah, I was like, okay. I'm yeah, go. It is.
2: I mean, it's an old cartoon. It's, yeah, it's from I our know. time frame. And the yeah. toys, I mean, you'd think just from uh, bringing toys back and making toys popular again, this could be a big hit, you know?
1: It could be. Uh, yeah. I'd be interested to see um, who they cast and how they uh, go go about doing a, another live action movie. Mm-hmm. Because they tried it once in eighty seven and uh it's Dolph
2: Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. Lundgren. Courtney Cox. That was Cor- like one of her first too. movies. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm. Pretty wild.
1: But uh yeah, it was uh interesting. Um, that, that film and all the things that like they they kind of really deviated from the source material. So with a live action Masters of the Universe movie, I'd be interested to see how they do it.
2: Yeah, it it, it could be cool. That's that's mm-hmm. yeah. I'll I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So we have some, uh, going back into, uh, MCU stuff. So, uh, we've got some MCU phase five stuff and, you know, the first of which being Deadpool and Wolverine, yep. um, and then Captain America, Brave New World. So this is going to be the first outing for Sam Wilson as right. Captain America. Cause we haven't seen him in years now at this point. Since Endgame, right? Uh, no, no. Well, since, yeah. uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, oh, where yeah, he, yeah, he finally did become Captain America. That's cool. Um, Agatha Darkhold Diaries,
2: yeah. Which I'm like, so this is the you call it a Who off. wants this? So she's actually a cool character, you know.
1: Yeah, as as a backup character or a secondary villain or something, right. sure. But like but
2: that, that took a weird turn, almost like a uh, like a I don't know, almost like a crime show turn at the end of the, uh, the uh, Scarlet Witch show, yeah. which was cool. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. I mean, that that lady's a good actor, and and hopefully it's cool, you know.
1: Yeah, well. See, I don't think it's gonna do too well. I'll probably watch it. All though. right, yeah. <laughs> Eyes of Wakanda, which I, I don't know, I don't know what that's all about, but you know, T'Challa's gone, so yeah, exactly. you know, the Wakanda without T'Challa is not really it's Wakanda. Yeah. Um, your friendly neighborhood Spider Man. So, I don't know if this is gonna be like the Sony's first like independent solo Spider Man movie with Tom Holland or not. Um, we have Marvel's zombies, which I feel like we kind of did that in what if already. They did, but that's gonna be cool though. We'll see how it goes. <sighs> Daredevil Born Again, which uh, they kind of sort of did that already with the Netflix series. That was kind of season three of the uh Daredevil Netflix series. Right.
2: You explained that to me. And he was the guy who played Daredevil in the Charlie cameo, Cox, yeah. Um for uh Echo. Because you know yeah. they, they fought in that first episode, which was pretty cool, actually.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, so, yeah, Charlie Cox, who in he also played it in the original Netflix series. Yeah. So they were smart to bring him back. I think there's a lot of people, there was a certain, like, grittiness in, uh, to Indeed. the Netflix series. And there's a lot of people saying, like, myself included, like, okay, but can you do that on Disney Plus? We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and then, finally, <sighs> Ironheart. Ironheart. Um, so it's, yeah, Ironheart. Who's a
2: powerful character, but... Once again, little known version of like an Iron Man. Yeah, it's like a thing. lesser
1: Iron Man, um, just like. Mm, but they got to okay. they got to make p- potential way for the
2: new Avengers and a bunch of other people and.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I got to be honest, man. The only one of these I'm even remotely excited for is like Deadpool and Wolverine, and then maybe Spider Man.
2: Yeah, we'll see.
1: We'll see how it goes. Um, I don't know, man. The MCU just kind of feels kind of lackluster now. Maybe it's superhero fatigue. Maybe it's because they're maybe it's because they're not really doing anything with like some of the more popular properties that they have, but uh, yeah, I just I, I kind of tuned out, man.
2: Yeah, and we'll see what happens with Secret Wars and all that too. You know, yeah, if they're still going to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's a great storyline. Yeah, well, we'll see. You got any other news for us? Yeah, I got some gaming news, a couple things. Oh, here I guys. like games. So check this out. We're gonna go uh we'll go digital second. So Dungeons and Dragons, like the actual tabletop role-playing I,
1: game. I do love some Dungeons uh, and Dragons. They've
2: announced that they're doing an updated players' handbook for 2024, and it's gonna be released September 17th on 2024. The new the new reboot of all this stuff. So I don't know if that means 5th edition's dead and now we're going to 6th edition. I I am not sure Gosh, like, I
1: feel like we just barely got started with 5th edition.
2: I know the DMs guide is going to be out November 12th and uh the monsters manual got pushed back to next year like February 18th of next year. Uh that's kind of big for people who are into the game. I know some people jump on the new systems and they go right away and they love it. Uh other people are still playing 2nd edition. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? like so uh there's so much stuff out there for that but um, more D and D news, but in the mm-hmm. digital realm, Boulder okay. Gate Three. I love it. You love it. You're playing it. I'm you, still you playing beat it, yet, man. Have you? What's
1: that? Have you beat it yet? No, because well, I've, I'm in the final act of uh, of a game, and then I actually went back and I wanted to play some other characters. Okay. So I went back and made a couple different characters, including a Dark Urge character, yeah, yeah. which is uh, different. Uh, it's like a different. It gives a different narrative if you play it with the Dark Urge oh, yeah, character. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I haven't. Um, haven't beaten it yet. I'm just too busy like exploring every little nook and cranny. Cool, cool.
2: Well, it's getting a big patch. Um, I heard of that. I think yeah. it's like 25 gigs. Like it's huge. Oh, damn. Um, and there's some cool updates. Like uh, apparently, and I, I haven't played this game very much. I've only played, you know, a, a few minutes of it really. Um, but you can like dismiss a recruited character while recruiting another character in camp. You don't have to do that all separate now. Um, so that's like a quality of life issue. Um, there's a couple mm-hmm. skills being added, like the shield bash and something else. And there's some legendary actions and stuff that are being added. Uh, and then, of, of course, you know, a bunch of bug fixes and, you know, whatever, make it run smoother. So it's mm-hmm. kind of cool, you know, especially for people. It's still a popular game. A lot of people are playing it. A lot of people are on their second, third playthrough of it. Oh, yeah. Um, if not more at this point. Uh, so obviously it's got some replayability in there, like you're saying with the dark urge thing and everything um and that's pretty much what i got for news this week
1: yeah sweet well you got a little review for us a little uh, i don't want to say retro review but going back a couple of years they they re-released a movie from a couple of years ago because the sequel is about to come out I yeah
2: think. so uh, I, i'm calling it dune part one you know um mm-hmm. so I, I went to the theater and actually watched it i was like this is cool dune 2 is coming out kind of want to watch it i got bunches of friends who are into this and uh we actually went to the theater and it was perfect like it costs like a hundred dollars to rent out a theater for yourself it cost us like six bucks we're the only people in there hey nice there you go yeah it was awesome uh so we basically mystery science theatered the whole thing and so we were talking about like the the you know what's going on what this means with this character like the history it kind of made me want to watch the old one love it uh, the, the the retro Dune with Sting and everything in it, which was a cool movie as well. Um, so I, th- I think this is a really good movie. I was like, there's so much lore that they smash in the film, and the reason these are two three hour long films is just because it's such a big. The books are real big, uh, such a more cosmic level thing than like Star Wars, even though it happens, of course, you know, yeah. in, a, in a well. I mean, galaxy. one would
1: say one would say that Doom was the original Star Wars, or not right. one. Some would
2: say, some would say, yeah. Uh, but uh, visually, this movie was awesome. The effects were super cool. The sandworms were big. Uh I'll be. if anybody knows, I don't really want to spoil the movie, but um, there's a lot of cool stuff that happens. Uh, the sound was immense, big space, crazy, you know, things going on. Uh, mm-hmm. The pacing was good for the movie. Like I never got bored or anything. Yeah. Um, and like I said, they captured the scope really well. So I think the directing was really, it, it was storyboarded well and, and all that stuff. But I was really impressed with the acting in it. It wasn't campy or, or silly or anything like that. There's a lot of good, solid performances in there. And uh, most of the cast was was, you know, really legit here i've got like a little cast list here but um like jason momoa puts up a great performance in there and mm-hmm. you know people are like oh he's not the best actor but he was good in that movie that you know scars guard was in there uh shoot uh, oscar isaac was awesome in that movie which he's a pretty cool actor anyway he just oh, did, i love oscar um, isaac man moon knight and uh, a couple other things and you know he's i mean he's, he's poe too from yeah. star wars you know and that i I,
1: I tell you that the one time i i met him in oh the, really yeah yeah well yeah he was he so he um I don't want to give too much away, but he he hangs out a lot here locally where okay. where we live, and uh, at the time I was uh, I was working as a valet um, at one of the really nice resorts and stuff, and he comes up and I'm like. Like, and, and like, he sees me, like he sees, I see him, he sees that I see him, him, and I recognize him. And I like grab the door and I open it for him. And I'm like, I fangirled out. I'm like, uh, Hey, how's it going? And he just kind of a little chuckle and gave me like a little pat on the shoulder. He's like, Hey man, how's it, do- how's it going? And he like walks past me. I'm like, you just made my, day. My, my arm's tingly where he touched me. Oh gosh, that's
2: awesome. <laughs> but dude, this movie's got a lot of people in it. Christopher Walken's in it. Josh Brolin's in it. Florence Pugh's in it. Wow. Um, Wow, uh, he doesn't do that. Uh, uh, Dave Batista's in it. And also, again, you know, like, does a great job acting, mm-hmm. um, which he was cool in, in, in Guardians of the Galaxy and all that stuff, too. Uh, there's a bunch of people in it, and they all they all do really well. Basically, I say go watch it, uh, especially if you can catch it in the theater before it's out. I don't know how long it's going to be in there, because um, it'll get you pumped up for the second one, it'll get you pumped up for the original. And if you don't know <coughs> anything about it, it's a good place to start because it's just so big. Uh, the only, not complaint, but in the original one. Yeah they have like a voiceover where they tell you what the characters are thinking. And in this one, they don't do that okay? Um, because you're seeing their reactions, how they react to it, but you're not getting the back. Almost like
1: a narrator. Kind yeah. Of, like, yeah. And,
2: and it kind of works for the story because there's just so much, you know, um, that goes into it and it, it's pretty cool, man. So I give it a two thumbs up, you know, I'd say it's, it's definitely worth seeing, check uh, checking out, especially for the second one coming out. And obviously if you have a massive screen TV, you can, you can watch it wherever. All right.
1: But yeah, very cool. Dune cool dune check it out man absolutely go see it in theaters yeah man all right awesome well uh you want to go ahead and uh hit up some time with comic man yeah let's see what he's up to this week all right
3: comic
2: man from Watson and more he's got more books than a comic store from x-men to fantastic four all the sagas he's explored it's time Check in with Comic Man.
1: And we got Comic Man on the line. Comic Man, happy Valentine's Day to you, man. <laughs> yes,
4: happy Valentine's Day, gentlemen. Happy Ash Wednesday to those of you also who have who are getting ashes today. My wife just left to get hers. <laughs>
1: <Right> on. <laughs> oh, man, I, I can't remember the last time I did that. Well, I'm not Catholic, but, uh, you know. But, hey, to all those who celebrate, <laughs> yeah, happy Ash yep, Wednesday. Have fun today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go get a healthy dose of, dose of those ashes. <laughs> And it's comic book day, so yeah. it's,
4: it's, it's a great day. It's, it's a trifecta today. Yeah, I like it.
1: Yeah, there you go. So yeah, you just, uh, <laughs> you just came back from getting your weekly comics, man.
4: I did. I just got back. I got a nice 25 stack. Oh, it's wow. pretty good.
2: That's sweet. It's <laughs> well, impressive every time.
4: Yeah, what's, uh, <laughs>
1: what, what what'd you pick up this week?
4: Well, one of the new ones I picked up—it just started today—called Infernals. It's Ooh. from Image Comics. Now, I—I don't—I'm not even familiar with the uh, the writer with the with the creative team, but it basically sounds like Succession but with demons.
3: Mm, okay, okay. I,
4: I mean, I'm so I'm I'm i digging. There's it. a power struggle with the family. You know, it's it's like you no know, the the family, the demon family patriarch is kind of on the out and who's going to succeed him in the as the ruler of like you know whatever I was like that sounds like succession with demons and I like succession okay. I'm all right with demons let's go with it let's roll the dice all, all right. right so I'm looking forward to getting that uh you know that going on okay but we also have the new issue of transformers
2: oh yeah yeah okay. this is I'm pretty excited uh, about the series that you've been talking about this
4: transformer series it is it is it is great you know obviously I haven't gotten a chance to read anything I just got back from, from the store but um I'm expecting it to be as good as the last four
2: issues. Where
4: honestly, it's been it's been lights out since since it started.
1: Nice, nice, right on,
4: yeah. And uh, another big book from Image this week is "I Hate Fairyland" is
3: back. (laughs) Okay,
4: (laughs) that's one of those books I've mentioned it before. It's just it's completely unhinged violence. It's it's just it's needlessly graphically violent for no reason, but it's drawn all colorful and like pretty and like fun and that's the that's the thing that makes it so much fun is that she's a little she's the one that is the one with the little girl who went to fairyland was told oh you get a key you know here's a quest to go a key and then you leave (laughs) and that's what kids are supposed to do but she's bad at following directions and she gets stuck there so like her body stays as like a 7-year-old girl but she's like by the end of it she's been there for like 30 years oh gosh and she's she's like drunk and bitter and psychotic oh, wow. and it's just like everything is so like the first series ended with her getting out of fairyland and then like she got brought back into it like in this new in this new volume and it's just, it's just and she's a little older now like but like it's just it's still insane it's great
1: cool sounds like an interesting premise for a story like yeah, it.
4: it's it's been going on. It's it's uh, Scotty Young. I mentioned him as one of my you know favorite um, artists last week. One of you know one of my top. Uh, he he's writing this one. Nice. Um, but his it's his style that very cartoony, like almost um, like what do they call the you know, Japanese a chibi. The little, uh, the little, like those little tiny versions of characters.
3: Okay, it's kind of yeah, like man. that.
4: It's, it's it's that style of work, but it's 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 beautifully drawn. The the artwork is is great, but the story cool. is hilarious. I mean, it's just laugh out loud funny every issue.
1: All right, right on. Very cool. So
4: you got your usuals this week: some yeah. Batman,
1: mm-hmm.
4: uh, Jason Aaron in the middle of his three um, three issue arc on Superman and Action Comics with Bizarro finding out that not only does magic not hurt hurt him, but it makes him stronger. So we right. basically got Bizarro as like Gandalf the great and just wrecking everything. And Superman has no answer to this. right? <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so, so that's a pretty cool premise there. Uh, the, the, uh, fall of the house of X is continuing. This is the okay. end of the Krakoa era. I know, uh, Nino would love this. <laughs> uh, this is the, it's the end of the Krakoa era of the X-Men comics that was started with, um, Jonathan Hickman, a few years ago, where they had their own island nation, that this is like their final hurrah in this. It looks like they might reset the timeline. What mm-hmm. that means for the rest of the Marvel Universe, I don't know. Like, I don't know how they're going to play that out, but mm-hmm. it seems that that's what they're looking to do. They want to just, they want to basically. Pretend this entire thing like a lot of the readers pretend it never happened. <laughs> yeah, let's just sweep <laughs> so, that under the rug. That's funny. Well, it it, it, st- it had a good premise in the beginning, and then, like I said, this is one of those things. Like, you no, know, Nina and I talked about on the show is that like Jonathan Hickman had a vision, and you have to let Jonathan Hickman cook.
0: Okay. Just let him do his you got thing. It, it takes some time to warm it
4: up. Yeah. And, and and he knows what he wants. Like he knows what the beats are. And and I am I'm telling you, like when I read his Fantastic I liked the first issue.
3: Mm-hmm. When
4: I read the last issue and realized it was an exact mirror of the beginning of his first issue,
3: mm-hmm.
4: I was like, He's been planning this the entire time. Yeah. Nice. And it's not by like it's it's not like by accident. Like just, like there 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 was a scene in one of his early Fantastic Four issues where there's like a not a ghost voice, but like a voice that like one of the girls hears kind of like coming from like a different like like a different dimension almost and it's kind of like it didn't fit the rest of the issue it's like what the hell does that mean mm-hmm. and then four issues later five issues later you see the other side of that and it makes so much more sense it's like and then like 10 issues down the road you see how that happens and everything just got gets connected that's how hickman runs. that's
1: that's really impressive though like to go in with to have an overarching story f- to run for that long and still know where you're going because you know yeah, I, I know and, and a lot he, of these writers it. yeah go ahead
4: yeah, no, he keeps. He doesn't do like he doesn't tend to do a. Chris Claremont used to do. Like, I used to call it um fall into Claremont holes.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> there are a lot of plots that like Claremont would like you know set up like there was at one point like he wanted to have the X Men leave like a calling card like a symbol at like all of like I and mean, because they were supposed to be they were presumed dead. But he wanted people to know they were still safe. So they were going to leave this like calling card at like different like scenes. And it was in one issue and then never again brought up.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> it just never wow. happened again. Okay. Claremont was famous for, for bringing things up and being like, this is going to be big. And then like, mm, no, it's not. He never did anything with it because he was too far ahead. But like with Hickman, like that that's his style. And he does a lot of indie work. His East of West, it's about like uh, an ultimate worlds in alternate America where things are a little bit more divided. There's technologically advanced native Americans. There's the South is kind of like a power, but like not like a racist South, but like, you know, like a, like a different type of like way the entire U the United States works. It's like a Western type deal. Okay. But the, um, You've got like you know there's an, an, another Asian army. There's all these things, and it's about hmm. death of the four horsemen,
3: mm-hmm. trying
4: to track down his son. He wants his son back, and they're trying to keep him away because of these these prophecies.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And it just it was it was like forty something issues, and twenty something issues in, we get a callback to like the very first issue of the series. And you see how it all played out like how it was always meant to play out that way you start seeing all the pieces and that's just hickman's writing Mm -hmm. and he was setting this whole thing up and then marvel was like you know what We see that you're doing good. We see that you've done good for us in the past with Shield, reinventing Shield as having been founded by Isaac Newton and Leonardo da Vinci back in the day. You know, like having this whole crazy thing. It's a little different. You know, like Mm -hmm. we we see you've done all these great things for us, and you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna do the opposite of what you want us to do, and we're gonna keep running this (laughs) into the ground. And Mm -hmm. it's and and then they got too they got too deep into it, and they couldn't get out. Like Hickman was like, "I gave you an exit plan, and this is what we were gonna do, and you You dicked it. Follow the
3: plan." yeah
4: yeah cool. it's so so like so he wound up leaving marvel for a while and just going back to creator stuff he's doing another book called gods right now from marvel okay, okay. but um
3: yeah
4: but the x-men books kind of like ran like way far away from where he wanted it to and it's starting to get a little bit better riding the ship but it's too little too late and they're gonna end this run and it looks like they want to kill moira mctaggart mm-hmm. as a kid before mm. any of this stuff can happen, before her mutant, before her mutant ability triggers, that was the, the whole retcon. catalyst for this.
2: <laughs> retcon. Well,
4: that, it was a retcon of a retcon because <laughs> Hickman introduced the concept that Moira McTaggart was always a mutant; she was always a human for us. Right. But he introduced the concept that when she was like young, her mutant power manifested, and then whenever she dies, the entire timeline resets. And Mm, she keeps the memories. So that's why she's so smart. She's a genius because when she's born, she already has all of the accumulated knowledge of her last lives. Oh, okay. So she she doesn't start out – she doesn't have to start from scratch. So she just tries to change a little bit each time and she figures out this is the best way to to go forward. But she's the catalyst for all this. So now the plan is if we go back to that original timeline to where she was a kid – and yeah, little killing baby Hitler in the crib. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's kind
4: of like that. So you know that that's that's where we're at. So mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it's going to be interesting. There's, there's a couple of a couple of good books coming you know coming this way, Right on. wrapping okay. up the uh, gang war. Out of curiosity, um,
1: just yeah. to switch gears on you a little bit, did you happen to pick up um, the new Vader this this week? I did. Oh, okay. They, all right. Well, I'm, I'm kind of. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what they're doing with this. Uh, Marvel's doing this Vader series. So, um, I think it's this is number forty-three. Really
4: forty-three came mm-hmm. out today. Greg Pak is um, the writer who did Planet Hulk. Okay. Uh, so he he's been in the business for a while, and he's been on Vader for a long time. Like he's been on Vader for pretty much this whole volume, and um, he's done some other stuff. And his stuff has been rock solid. Like like the Vader has been a great series showing the Vader that we see at the end of Rogue One, mm-hmm. the Vader that we see in the Obi-Wan series, right. the young Vader, not the geriatric moving Vader that was limited by the costumes and technology of the 70s and the movies. Right, right. We're seeing like we're seeing very this is all like the main Star Wars books taking place between Empire and Jedi. Mm-hmm. So he's he's not young. But he's, you know, he's acting a lot more like force savvy in this than we saw him in the original trilogy. And uh, it's it's really good, interesting things that we've seen, even interacting with a lot of uh, Padme's handmaidens and them figuring out who he really is, that he's actually Anakin and him using them against each other and stuff like that. So it's we're getting the rise of a splinter group within the Empire that's aware of the schism between him and Palpatine that like that rift that gets played upon like towards the end of <laughs> Jedi, which makes right. him toss him into the, uh, into, you know, <laughs> into the reactor yeah. and all that stuff.
2: I mean, he alluded that to that in Empire as well, you know? Yeah. And this is this this this
4: series has really been taking advantage of that and showing all of the ways that he's trying to act against the um, the emperor and how the emperor is always a step ahead and knows that and even encourages it. He's even just kind of like, yeah, no, go ahead. F round, find out. Let's yeah. see what you got. You know, like, like he, he, he likes the challenge to his power mm-hmm. because he feels that every time he succeeds, he puts Vader, for, Vader further under his boot.
1: He feels yeah. something. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: It's,
4: it's, it's there's a, um,
1: there's a really, i not, I'll go ahead and I, I, I forget who wrote it, but I, I, read it some years ago. Uh, there's a, there's a novel called The Lords of the Sith. Um, highly recommended. It. It's like the oh, early, early days of Vader. And if you like never read it, it's, uh, it, it's basically Vader and Palpatine get in the shit together. Like they're, uh, they're stranded on this planet. Just the two of them, like all of their imperial guard get killed by these, uh, rebel guerrilla fighters essentially and the two of them have to fight their way out and it's a, just a really great um look cool. into their look into their relationship cool, yeah. as like yeah as these two are like behind enemy lines together and stuff i mean they're not the good guys by any stretch of the imagination but it's a really cool character piece uh it i, I wish i could remember who wrote it but highly recommend it kind of in that same vein
4: it sounds good I mean, early on in the in the when Marvel got the rights back to publish these uh, Star Wars comics, yeah, the first volume of Vader very early on had a story called Vader Down,
3: mm-hmm. where
4: his um, his tie was downed and every, uh, everyone was after him. Everyone's like, he's down, he's vulnerable, we're not going to get a better shot than this. And just watching him just take out entire, like, rebel units and just, mm-hmm. like, it, it made it – it gave that sense. Of, like I said, I, I mentioned Rogue One. It gave that sense of, like, this is scary Vader. Yeah. Right. This is the Vader that can just, like, he's angry. He'd kill you but with a he's focused. <laughs> yeah. He, he's strong and he's smart. Like, he's not just, like, brute, like, you know, crazy guy with, like he, – he's not Kylo Ren. You yeah. know, he likes, you know, drawing Emo, tantrums. Yeah. This
1: is this, He's calculating. Yeah.
4: Yeah, he's I mean, like, he still has moments. Yeah, that's exactly like you can see what he's doing. And just the way he's doing it is just like, it's I've, I'm waiting for them to move on. I feel like they're going to move on soon from this era and Mm -hmm. go into the Jedi era. But I don't know where they're going to go from there. Because they really haven't done any books, many, at least I should say past Mm -hmm. Jedi, through the Poe Dameron series. Right. They did um, you know a, a series that was set just slightly before a force awakens. And for the most part, everything has stayed like, you know they did like some movie ad- they did some adaptations of the movies, um, the new trilogy. Except for La- actually, except for Rise of Skywalker, they didn't do one for that. <laughs> they did one for they did one for Force Awakens. They did one for Last Jedi, but they, they, it's the only one they have never adapted.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, there's probably reasons for that.
4: Reasons. Yeah, but they 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 are they are currently adapting um, the Obi Wan series. They've been doing Mandalorian, and uh, they just released a new Mace Windu series that oh, takes cool. place before he's a Jedi Master, and it's a little okay. mini series. The origins. Um, yeah. Of Mace. They, they, yeah, it's it's they they already had a, a Mace Windu series a couple of years ago, but that was like firmly like within like the like the era that we saw him in. Right, like right, right. while he was this is when he's a little bit younger. Yeah. And uh it's 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 cool to see these little things. They they keep going back further, but they haven't really moved forward. And I think that's a lot because I don't think Disney knows what they want to do, and they can't do anything without Disney. Well, they, they don't want to do anything that's going to contradict what's coming
1: up. Right, right. right, I feel like they kind of wrote themselves into a corner with some of this stuff. Yes. <laughs> so
2: what Quite you, possibly, yeah. Like, we
1: have to, we can't just do our own thing. We have to acknowledge these movies, and we're kind of stuck with them. So, you know, it's within the parameters of what's already been established, and it's like Star Wars isn't the kind of thing that they're going to let you go in and retcon. Well, the, yeah, yeah and,
4: and that's what and that's what makes the the this, I, I've said it before. Is it takes away some of the gravitas of the books because you know, these characters are getting out of this. There's no suspense on the main cast. Like no one in the main cast is going to be significantly changed because we know what happens to them. We've seen them. Right. We've seen the next movie. We've seen the next four movies. Mm-hmm. You know, so we know that will Han Solo get rescued. Yes, he will. Yeah. He, he's going to be fine. He's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but exactly. we're seeing what we're seeing more of like how that, how like the plan to get him, like found like to get him rescued from the carbonite, how that was formulated. Right, we're right. finding out the different things around like you no know, who was involved. How did um how did Leia get Bosch's costume? Mm-hmm. Like how was she wearing that bounty hunter that everybody knows? How was that her? We yep, were getting right, those right. little those fun little backstories that you had didn't it really in need to know. In Shadows of but it's
1: the cool. Empire,
4: say, before we, we knew it.
1: <laughs> that's, that's the, that's we the did, movie
4: that Kathleen, <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy said there was, there was no source material, oh, that's don't right? You remember? I
0: <laughs> forgot. I'm sorry. Stupid dueling. There's a book, <laughs> a video
1: game,
2: a soundtrack somehow. It's
1: a soundtrack to the book somehow. To the
2: book. Uh, yeah, they've pretty much got everything except drawn up storyboards, which they probably do for the video game and stuff. Yeah, yeah go with it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make but yeah, the,
4: the Star Wars the Star Wars books have have definitely been overall fun. You know, I've mentioned Dr. Afra. I love her. Her series just ended, but they said that she will be back. So, I'm curious to see how much more they can keep throwing her in it because she's never mentioned in the trilogies.
2: Is is this like a like a Thor will be back in Thor yeah.
4: 5? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like with with with, with Afra, I love the character, but it's getting harder to believe that she's in all of these places without having even gotten a cursory mention Hmm. and that's the other problem with introducing new characters is you have to make it in a way where you can believe that these characters did exist at this time and just weren't mentioned because they were kind of on the peripheral right right But afra interacts so much so heavily with vader she's working for vader at first and she turns on him and then he's hunting her down she's hanging out with luke but she's like like she's kind of like an indiana jones but with a little less morals to her
3: yeah, yeah. but like her
4: character has grown over time she's a lot less selfish as, as the series goes on but you see like the interaction she has with all of the main cast and even being uh in a relationship with han solo's fake ex-wife who like they got married to like <laughs> pull, off, pull off they got married to pull off like a scam basically so oh, it wasn't okay. like a real marriage but like she's with her so like she's so tied to all these major characters but we've never heard of her before in the the trilogies or anywhere else so it's like getting harder to believe that she was there in the background the entire time,
2: yeah. interacting
4: with everybody, and no one happened to just cursory mention. Oh, no, remember, even, remember, remember, Chile
2: Africa. Yeah, yeah, she's never mentioned. She's not on screen even for a second. That kind of thing. I I get what you're saying. Yeah,
4: she's never never in any of the cartoons. Never right. in any of the things, and there and none of the new. And I'm, that's why I'm really surprised they didn't try to add her into. Like the new Some movies? of the stuff like yeah, so, or or even or even stuff like Mandalorian because this all came out like the movies were already yeah. being produced when the once, when Afra was created, uh, it would have been a perfect opportunity to just bring her into like the Obi Wan series mm-hmm. or, or or even the um, the Boba Fett series because they brought Black Chrysanthemum, who the the giant Wookiee who was like fighting them in yeah. on Tatooine, he came from the same comics debuted with her, they worked together. So I was like, "You have so the perfect you're opportunity." There's a chance.
3: <laughs> I, I mean,
4: well, so, and and it's like they're always pushing for like diversity, which is you know we, we've talked about that before. But like, mm-hmm. she is a gay, I guess, whatever the Asian analog would be for, you know, in the Star Wars universe, mm-hmm. right? But like, she's like this like gay Asian, just like fun character. Like, no, like really, like she's adventurous. She's 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 badass. She's funny. She's she's completely conniving and like and brilliant she would fit all of, she would check every box so to speak and they haven't tossed her in there i'm like well you have a character right there for you she's already written
2: do right. it yeah just use it <laughs> put her in yeah, yeah i think that's a good idea
4: you know I, it, it would be great and it would make sense because it's an established character mm. it's not switching somebody around it's not doing anything like that. she she's she's a like i said if you read her entire two volumes of, of comics the growth in her character from the beginning to the end. And it helps that she's only had like two writers. Mm -hmm. So they've gotten really long runs able to like, you know, the last run was like 40 something issues and it was like one writer on her. And just getting to see the growth of the character and how she evolved over time—it's that's what you want—a fully formed character that's more than just one thing. Right, right. So of course Disney won't. So of course Disney doesn't want that. That's uh, right. No, to no, 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 no. Disney yeah. rather just 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 slap a uh, paint job on a pre-existing character <laughs> and call it <all> a <laughs>
1: Yep, that's it. That's that's <laughs> we, the, we helped. That's the lazy <laughs> way helped. to do it. That's what I did. <laughs> we Poor did Disney. it. That. Pat me on the back. I have brought <laughs> diversity to my new empire. Yeah, those there's, those there's,
2: uh, those there's, those leaked. Um, I don't know if you've seen this today. The leaked uh, Zoom calls or whatever are quite. I don't know if damning's the right term, but they they are interesting. Um, From what? Uh, with Iger blaming everything uh, on the other guy, and and they've been they've been in the that. What do they call it? the culture war or whatever? They've been in it for a lot longer than just he came back and he's trying to write yeah. the company yeah. ship. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah.
3: Well, it's, funny.
4: it's it, the, the problem is they don't they don't learn. And then they double, we talked about this, they, they double, double down, now. they blame us. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking offline about this. I was, I was like, you can't, you have to stop blaming the fans for putting out, for not enjoying shitty projects
3: yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and, in,
4: okay. and insulting the fans and then being mad that they're not showing up to your stuff. It's like going to a restaurant. I order undercooked chicken and the chef is like, oh, he's a toxic diner because he doesn't want to get food I like, No, screw you. <laughs> oh, I just, I, I, I don't want to die. I just, I, I would like to eat at your restaurant. But serve me something that I can actually eat. That's edible and fit for human consumption. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's all I like, ask. It's
1: uh, <laughs> what we were talking about earlier on uh, the first segment of the show, where I, I was I was talking a little bit about like these things for phase five, and I'm like, what? Who who wants? Who who said? Who put up their hand and said, "Hey, I would like this, please." Like nobody, like nobody's really asking for any of this stuff, and I know you. Could, and nobody's watching it. Yeah, and nobody's watching it in return. So then, don't get mad when nobody shows up for something they didn't ask for yeah i don't know
4: and then blame and, and, and look at that and then blame i mean the secret invasion didn't do well in its ratings it wasn't a very good show it was kind of all over the place mm-hmm.
2: they say that one would have worked better as a movie that's yeah, what people and, and, but, say. It, but
4: it was it was allowed it was allowed to fail in the sense that it got bad reviews but that's all right But if like Captain Marvel gets bad or the Marvels gets bad reviews, it's it's it was review bombed. Well, no. It was some people are just writing reviews pro or con because they're idiots. Mm
3: -hmm. But
4: it was a genuinely it's it's an objectively bad movie.
3: Yeah.
4: It's not done well. The the director had no idea what she wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Captain Marvel has a huge history going back to the seventies that they just created a new character for her to fight for no reason. That was as forgettable as Ronan was, as forgettable as so many. That's Mar- yeah. Marvel has not done a good job with most of their villains. Most of their villains are forgettable outside of Loki and Thanos.
3: Yeah. There's that's really not many villains statement. you
4: can sit there. You, and, and especially to kill them off in a, in, a, in, a, in a movie. You Even know, it's, it's like, you only really yeah. got a chance. Yeah. Ultron was just kind of just there. But they they really don't have that like ability at this point to universe build because we always knew we always said that even when it was running hot, if there's a weak link in the chain, it threatens to undo the entire thing. That was <laughs> the peril of putting together a shared universe. Yeah. Right, everything needed to work. And right now, this throwing everything at the wall and seeing well stick. And and we had Captain America debut as you know Sam Wilson as Captain America. Years ago, he hasn't mm-hmm. been seen on screen since.
2: Right,
3: yeah.
4: We had Shang Chi; he hasn't been seen on screen since. Yeah. We mm-hmm. had all of these characters you're throwing out there. The Eternals. The Eternals. We got a cursory. We we got well, a we got a brief mention of a hand in the ocean in She Hulk, and that's the mm-hmm. only time it's been mentioned in any of the Marvel movies and shows since then that there was yeah. a giant alien hand sticking out of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: know?
4: yeah, that's uh, it's that, a pretty big deal. Yeah.
2: I, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but that's part of the reason Thanos was doing what he did was to stop the celestials from, from being birthed and stuff. So there, I mean, th- these well, plots I, go so deep in the comics. It's ridiculous, you know?
4: Yeah. Well, and, and, and the funny thing is with that is that the Eternals just let it happen. Right. He was going to undo everything that they were working towards. And they were just kind of like, ah, oh, we're not going to get involved in this one. Yeah. They kind of said that. Way.
2: And I get, you can only put so much stuff on screen at one time, you know, there's, there's a lot going yeah, on in those movies already. They, they, <laughs>
4: there was, there was, there's just too much and too much Sorry. blame, and people are starting to tune out, you know. And it's like, I've watched one episode of Echo, mm-hmm. it was decent, but I haven't had any desire to watch the next four.
2: I watched the series, I, I did.
4: Um, was, it, was it, was it, was it, I mean, I'm gonna watch well, it and I'll, 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 I will watch I mean, it eventually. I, I, I it's I just that we haven't had, we're like, eh,
2: they, they, they change their powers <laughs> up and stuff, so it's not what everybody expects, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, it's just different, but they're going to be different. I'm kind of like used to that at this point, I think, but, um, her, her initial power set is so cool. Like that would have been a cool way to do it as well. You know, like the taskmaster type thing.
4: Well, that's exactly what her thing was. And then in the comics, they, they did give her the Phoenix force for a while in this really Mm. convoluted story where the Phoenix force was holding like a contest to see who's worthy of wielding it. And different Avengers were like pit against one another in like a like a round robin tournament type deal. Yeah. And she wound up getting the Phoenix Force. And eventually the Phoenix Force left her and she's back to just like her regular echo powers now. Um really? so I know they, they went they went a little bit more like, you know, with the energy slash cosmic slash supernatural power in the series, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which so I guess it may, you know makes some sense because at least at least some precedent for having you know having read the comics, but right. it's like the cool thing about Echo is that she was so much more grounded.
2: Yeah, that's you I mean, know that she I was a so street le- she's there. a street level
4: she's a street level she's a street level character. She's not supposed to be shooting energy blasts. Right, she's right, supposed right. to be like 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 a daredevil, like a Spider Man. Is she's enhanced, but like it's not like. She's not cosmic. You're not going right, to see her right. go like you know fighting She's like, fly like off you know, off into everybody
2: space and throw a planet. Yeah, yeah right. right.
0: Yeah,
4: ex- ex- exactly. And that's that's what that's what made Which her happens. work. That and definitely
2: happens. People do that.
4: Yeah, and, and she, all the time she was. I mean, she was Ronin for a long, you know for a while in the comics. Yeah. yeah. So it made sense bringing her in. So like I liked her, in. but it's again, again, it's a series that like nobody. Else.
2: Yeah, it's a
4: uh, cool you know. character, and again, re- Agatha Harkness re- redone. Who cares?
2: Yeah, that's another uh, one that that's that's still slated to come out, from what I understand, right? Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they changed
4: the name. They changed the name like four or five times, but like no one cares. It's just it's it's yeah. just not. There's just, that's not, it, it, they're just throwing money at things, and it's it's funny because every time I think Disney, it's like this is not even comic related, Goosebumps. Yeah. Disney Plus had a Goosebumps series that was super enjoyable. Actually, like the kids loved it. Those are cool books. Mel right? and I. Mel and I watched it, and instead of doing every episode with something different, like the like the old series was, like mm-hmm. the book was, the entire story—it was the entire season—was one story. And Justin Long was an awesome villain slash tragic hero, and the cast was amazing. And again, they did a perfect job with diversity mm-hmm. in a way that didn't make it feel like this was like force. Like there was everything was like like even like the 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 gay you know character James is hilarious and like the jokes that he pulls are funny but he's not just there to be the gay guy he's right. there to be a character himself he has his issues with his mom and the way she is just on all the other things not even related to that we have you know the the athlete who gets hurt and he's worried about paying for a scholarship and it's and they're all yeah. tied together because their parents did something to this guy who is involved with the slappy dummy that's the whole plot of the series that's great and it ends on a cliffhanger and people wanted another one so disney's like we're gonna do another season everyone's like yeah great you did it we're gonna make it an anthology and we're not bringing back any of that cast it's completely new story by the girl in the haunted house Mm. (laughs) really
2: well (laughs) we'll see how that goes i mean Mm. there's tons of uh That could be a really good, like an episodic thing. Um, Well, it could just turn into an American Horror Story. Every every time would be really cool, yeah. The the,
4: the problem is, they ended it on a cliffhanger with it to be continued. Mm hmm. Mm. And they're not going to continue it. So, if you're going to do that to people, like yeah. at, at, least, at least with American Horror Story, each <coughs> season ended. We need the payoff. And it ended.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly.
4: You didn't need to have the next season. You, you, with American Horror Story, you can watch any season in any order for the most part. There's really you no, know, sometimes there's a reference here and there to the order, but for the most part, you don't really need it. Hmm. This was like meant to be continued in the next season, everything was set up for the next season. Okay. And then they were just like, yeah, okay. Now we're, we're gonna bring back another season, but we're not gonna bring back any of those characters. Completely different story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, but but why? Like you had you had a thing that was actually enjoyed by people. It was like one of the most enjoyed Disney Plus shows like in a while, and one of the only ones that didn't get canceled after a season. Right. And you know, like all the other ones are getting like slammed. And you know, like like the remake of um, National Treasure, oh know, the new National Treasure one.
2: Who, who wants but it? Uh, yeah, I wasn't even tracking that.
4: Well, well, nobody was apparently because mm. <laughs> it got canned. But again, they keep throwing these things out there, and just it's like they don't feel like they're for everybody. They feel like they're targeting niche groups instead of including niche groups. Yeah. And making and making people all together. Like I I was telling Dulan offline, mm-hmm. you know, my son is going he's in fourth grade, he's going on a class trip.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: It's not gonna happen until March sixth, because they couldn't, you know, book it in the time. But it's for Black History Month. They're going to the they're going to the Lincoln Memorial and they get to if they want to, they don't have to, but they get to read take turns reading lines from Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech.
2: Oh, cool. Oh nice. nice.
4: Where where he's where he spoke it. That's awesome. That
3: is <laughs> that is
4: yeah. that's such a cool thing. He gets to walk in the steps of a great man and and, and, and mm-hmm. a great leader and do and something. Learn about learn about things and,
3: yeah, that's and awesome.
4: in such a way that makes it feel like you can be a part of history. You can share in this culture, you can be in this. Yeah, it's, it's very immersive, what, you know. Instead of what we're seeing a lot of things being like, this is only for us and it's marketed for us, it's not for you, and how dare you not show up when we put it on. Well, you told me it wasn't for me. Yeah, exactly. You told me I wasn't welcome. You yep. told me to get effed. You told me that, you know, you don't care what, you know, a forty-year-old white male has to say about <laughs> your things. So then why do you care what a forty-year-old white male like as much as we care we complain about the review bombs for the marvels? Nobody was actually stopping people from going to the theater.
3: Yeah, no one was streaming
4: exactly. movie theaters. It had the largest drop in movie history. Mm-hmm. Movie history, the that's smallest wild. box office mm-hmm. in comic book movie history. It's got so even as bad as you know, Aquaman recently did, and a lot of that's because the DC you know universe is kind of like you know rebooting everything for the most part with James Gunn, and the movies don't really matter as much because mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like well, you're not building towards anything, so whatever. But even that movie has made more money significantly right. wow. than than the Marvels. It's just like I wouldn't be surprised if Madam Web, you know, as bad as it's being heralded as oh, worse man. than Catwoman.
1: Yeah. They're, In, yeah the yeah, Marvels they're we we worse than that. Catwoman. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. It was pretty the, – the reviews are not good yeah
4: no no they're not because it looks like a dumpster fire of a movie i mean it's just it just doesn't look like it makes any sense and like i i heard some rumors that like i that they wanted to take out some of the scenes in the new deadpool movie that were like they thought maybe it might be a little bit too violent and mm-hmm. hugh jackman was like don't
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's part like of that. like
4: do not do not or i will not promote this movie yeah, <laughs> like and yeah. i don't know like and i don't know how true with, these rumors yeah. are
2: wolverine anyway yeah
4: and I, I mean i don't know like how how true these like insider rumors are you know like you know, i i can't like verify like know their their accuracy but i mean like if but it doesn't but it's one of those things where it sounds like you know what that sounds like it could possibly be a conversation that happens because mm-hmm. they're that stupid. <laughs> <You> <laughs> that's that, that's, it's like, I, I, it's not outside the realm of belief. Like if you said to me, like, you no, know, they decided to make like Deadpool, like PG 13 or PG, I'd be like, yeah, no, that's, that, that's, that's on brand. That's yeah. on brand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it- that makes sense. <laughs> He's yeah. life pool. We don't want to be mad. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's okay. absurd. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean the, the the preview the preview looked good. I mean I don't know if you guys talked about yeah taught, yeah yeah we did, yeah, we, yeah we yeah. brought it up yeah. And it looks like we're gonna maybe see rumors of a very kind of big uh, Marvel villain. Well, at least oh. in the X Men universe.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, we see a shot of a bald head from behind, mm-hmm. and people are thinking it might be that might be Professor X. Mm-hmm. The rumor is that it's actually Cassandra Nova.
3: Okay. Oh.
4: And she is Professor X's twin sister. Oh, right? Right. Okay. That, Fought in the womb. Yeah, that she, <laughs> that was killed in the womb but then was like a psychic monster that like wound up taking his place. Um it was a really cool. This is during Grant Morrison's run on on New X Men. Like this, this started like, New X Men became New X Men with issue one fourteen, and the first story we have is E for Extinction. It's a three part story where Cassandra Nova goes around and she completely wipes out Genosha. She sends these sentinels to Genosha and like kills the entire island basically. Okay, wow, and it's completely insane. And, and she then being Charles Xavier, like, you no, know, they think that she's actually him, but like he's right. in her body when they, when they think she's dead, she goes off into space and takes over the Shiar empire and like drives <laughs> the Empress nuts and like, you know, comes back with like super destroyers to destroy the earth. I mean, it's completely bonkers. I mean, she is mm-hmm. like a no joke, bad guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if we get to see her, I'm, I'm like, all right, this, that's, this could be pretty, that, that's a, that's a pretty interesting, you know, an interesting turn. It, you
2: know? Yeah, man.
4: Yeah, and for and sure. She's, she's, and she's from the comics. Right, yeah, right, exactly.
1: Right, right. No, I'm looking at pictures of her now. So yeah, man. Yeah, she, she's. I think
4: that that's who it's supposed to be. I'm. I'm actually curious though, because I, what I, what I was I was going to look up. Um, you know, Catwoman. We talked about how awful Catwoman was. Yeah. Um, had only made eighty-two thousand dollars worldwide. Oh my Catwoman. god!
1: Wow, that's nothing. Even back in like what two thousand three, two thousand four, when it came in out. That's yeah, two thousand four. That's still like next to nothing.
4: 82,000.
1: 82, wow, thats
4: wild. A million, but yeah. It, it, to it, was, it was not good. We Talked about,
3: it. <laughs> yeah. No, but the fact
4: that the the fact that the Marvels only did two hundred and six million mm-hmm. worldwide is insane. I mean, like domestically. What are you talking about, Charles? It
1: was the that that, it was the number one. It was the number one movie in theaters. That don't you remember? It was the number one movie
4: airing at seven oh one on the East Coast <laughs> that day.
3: <laughs> That's funny. Oh my like,
4: like every time a commercial, every time a commercial for a book or a show comes on, like, my my son's always like, "How is every movie the number one? How is every book a it's bestseller? Always, like, it's bestseller? It's always, it's always, yeah." I think every book's a bestseller when you create multiple categories and now it's like, you know, it used to be like the the top selling book. Now it's like this is the highest selling book during the autumnal equinox when Mercury's in retrograde. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> we did it.
4: When you add enough number one.
1: if you add to to do it then uh, then of course it's always number 1.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if 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 we really boil it down, I am right now the hottest guy on the planet.
3: Yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> just, <laughs> just, I mean, uh, I can I can I can I'm good just, just today I was at Petsmore and the guy told me my glasses were working for me and I looked like I was ready to wheel to, to weld an arc reactor. I was like, you know what? Really I'll ties
2: the it. face together, you know? <laughs> I
4: was like, I will take it. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, Charles, thanks for positivity. thanks for
1: popping in with us and hanging out and uh keeping us afloat on what's happening on the in the comic book world and what's on the shelves this week, man. We always appreciate yes, you it. you won't
4: have me for a couple of weeks. Right, uh, right. next week and the week after is uh softball meetings and meetings oh, i am uh, cpr recertified so if any of you um pass out i can't
1: help you because i'm not there
4: but if i was there be aware that i would help you it's oh, the I death of that.
1: comic man again, again. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all, right. all good we've actually got uh, i think we've got a crossover episode coming up with uh, that's oh, yeah, fair yeah. podcasting pretty soon and uh, we will we will sally forth without you sir and we look forward to your return All right, all right, brother. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much, and we will uh, we'll get back in touch with you here in a couple weeks. Yeah, all good, guys. Stay safe. All right, right. take care, brother. Bye. But
2: you know, we do our best work after the fact. We're the Avengers, or rather, the revengers. The (laughs) revengers, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're not Not there. The revengers. We're not
1: there the first time around, but you know what? We're there when it counts. It's fine. Oh, it's funny. As always, I just
2: watched that yesterday. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) So Uh, always a good time chatting with Comic Man as he. Guides us through the comic world, but sometimes, Keith, the world gets a little weird. It gets a little... It gets good this week. It gets a little mysterious. I love mysterious.
0: Mysterious world. All right, a
1: Mysterious World, where we jump into the world of Mysterious, and also, Keith, it's 2024. It is. Which means it's the year... Of the dragon, yeah, yeah, um, totally. So Keith and I are actually, you know, huge fans of uh, you know all things mythology. Uh, when we were fourteen years old, we started playing Dungeons and Dragons. Like, still one of our, we still play Dungeons and Dragons even now in our forties and stuff. <laughs> I and, dig uh, it. Uh, and and I think like in the realm of mythical fictional creatures, you know, you, of course you have your your leprechauns, your fairies, your unicorns, Pegasus, all, all those yeah. all those creatures. But I don't think there's any more famous or more well known than the dragon
2: that's the yeah it's like the king so you know you
1: say a, you say a dragon you know it conjures up images of you know what a winged um lizard that breathes fire you know gargantuan in size yeah uh you know maybe there's a knight slaying it you know saint george and the dragon was huge in medieval folklore yeah that's a big story um yeah. you know also, Which also
2: led to the whole saving the damsel in distress if, thing
1: potentially yeah yeah of course, you also have Chinese dragons, um you know, Those which are awesome yeah, which were, you know, in European folklore and Western culture they were feared and reviled in uh, you know eastern folk folklore. But they're
2: yeah, they're like they're they're, they're good benevolent guys. they're yeah.
1: benevolent spirits and symbols of good luck. um yeah. you know, Very so it, cool. it it just it's kind of interesting because, you know, when you go across history, um you know, you have, uh, you know, Polynesian myths, European myths, Australian myths, mm-hmm. um, you know, Greek myths. Ch- Greek myths, Chinese myths, um, and all of these uh, different uh cultures in ancient history all kind of had their own version of the dragon. Yes. Which which really kind of raises an interesting question. Um these cultures didn't really have any connection with one another. So the question stands like could dragons have been real? Like, I'm not saying they are now. Obviously, like we're not, we're not, we're not running into any dragons out there. But you know, at some point in history, could they have existed? Do you think? Um, it's an interesting thought experiment, at least, right?
2: I think it's a good thought experiment. And you know, normally I'm 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 pretty skeptical on this stuff, but I think there's reasons mm-hmm. that you, we would think that dragons existed, even if they never did. Mm-hmm. Uh, more so than some of these other. Uh, cryptozoology type, you know, things, um, right? And that's because of of their similarity to like real animals, and and like you said, fossils and stuff. Sure. Um, and then like where they come from, if you go back to the original tales, like in Greece, a lot of that associated with water, right? Mm-hmm. Or or guarding like a a swamp thing. There's like a. a you know, when Jason gets the golden fleece, there's a dragon there. Right. Hercules slayed the Hydra, which is another type of dragon. The t- dragon, dragon yeah. comes from Greek, you know, a, a Greek word, actually. So mm-hmm. um it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely a thing, right? And yes yeah. I mean Titanoboa is a thing. It's a real anaconda that it was massive. Of course, I don't know if you yeah. saw that special was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean there's other reasons to think that there's monsters out there, you know? Yeah.
1: Do you think that like there's uh, maybe The possibility that, like, uh, you know... Well, actually, let me let me backtrack before I ask that question. Um, you know, what are some? I mean, you mentioned Hercules, Jason, so that's you know Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Saint George and the dragon. Um, but actually, you know, if you look into it with like uh, you know South American folklore, yeah Native, yeah, Native American folklore. So both from the Americas, mm-hmm. the Australias, like yep. the Aboriginal tribes, they had a. And version. that's one of the oldest
2: yeah, dragon yeah. stories.
1: Well, yeah. yeah, actually, you know, and and I'll I'll jump into it here in just a little bit. But I mean, if you want to go even further back, the ancient Sumerians had a version of a dragon. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty wild. I mean, and that's in, you know, Sumeria, like, you know, it's that's one of the first civilizations mm-hmm. that we're aware of. Um, so, yeah, it really just kind of begs the question, like, if these cultures had no communication with each other, they didn't know each other existed, why then are dragons so popular across ancient cultures all around the world? Um, They're super popular. <laughs> yeah, and and there's some and there are some some possible explanations for it, and we're we're gonna jump into it here just a little bit as we pose as we move forward and pose this thought experiment. Um, first of which, uh, and probably the, the most uh, logical one would be dinosaurs. I, like, I, you know,
2: I, th- I think that holds weight. Yeah,
1: I yeah. mean, like we 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 speak, like we we understand that dinosaurs existed. Like we know how to read fossils now, right? Obviously, yeah.
2: and they they found uh, the largest. Uh, what do you call it, um, like pterodactyl type? I, I forget the classification of the animal off the top of my head, but uh, they found one of those that had like a 50-foot wingspan. Oh, wow. Like, so a big fossil, you know, looked kind of like a bat, you know, mm-hmm. more than a more than a bird. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, they were definitely flying lizards back then, so that could explain some wings, right? Yeah. There's definitely big snakes out there like we just, we Absolutely. just talked about. Um, so, I mean, you kind of combine those two in your head, or you find pieces of one, like a spine, might yeah. look like a snake with wings,
1: right? And your imagination can concoct anything. Because oh, yeah. These people didn't know what dinosaurs were. Yeah, you know?
2: we just said this to each other. Like, you find a, a, a Triceratops skull yeah. or like a Stegosaurus or something, you're gonna like flip out because you're like, like oh. you, you start drawing like the skin on it and stuff like that. Yeah, you can make it look like whatever you want. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. It's so, like, you know, it, it's very possible that some of these ancient people found dinosaur fossils and kind of filled in the blanks. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and and I'll give the example, uh, there was a Chinese historian from the fourth century who found one of these fossils and just labeled it like, oh, dragon, obviously, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't know if that's kind of the chicken or the egg thing, like, you know, what came first, you know, I think, uh, dragons probably in Chinese folklore go way further back than the fourth century BC. Like, I think that goes back to the ancient world. So it's very possible that this, this historian found this and said, oh, this is obviously a dragon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, these things would average like 30 feet in length, 14 feet tall, uh, covered in armored plates and spikes. And you could see that. Sounds a lot like a yeah, dinosaur. It sounds a lot like a, well, it like a, well to us it sounds like a dinosaur, but to these people, right? obviously a dragon. dragon.
2: Yeah, monsters. Yeah.
1: Um, another another uh, theory on this is the Nile crocodile.
2: I think that's a good one, too. Um, I, th- I think there's a combination of things that actually really work to this yeah. legend yeah and I'm sorry I no no no, no it's okay
1: um so you know and the Nile crocodile of course goes to uh, sub-Saharan Africa uh, you know longest river in the world and there are lots of Nile crocodiles in there and <clears throat> Nile crocodiles are huge yeah. man Um, And they had a more extensive range in ancient times, um, you know, because they would swim up the Nile. They would go into the Mediterranean and, you know, possibly even across the Mediterranean Sea.
2: So this is crazy because if it crossed the sea, right, and a lot of the early dragon uh, mythos is associated with water. Right. If a crocodile came out, didn't know where it's got to eat, right, because it just swam however many miles that is. Yeah. uh you know, then you end up fighting it, right? And there's right. no real good place to stab it. Cause a lot of these old pictures are them stabbing them in the mouth. I don't know if you've noticed that. That's like kind of like an overabundance well, of yeah, the Yeah, and
1: that's what a crocodile does. It comes at your mouth first. And if you have a blade, that's that's, that's where it's going.
2: That's your only option. Yeah. You know? Suck um, on this. Yeah, pretty pretty crazy stuff. So I mean that could do the whole like even the St. George, you know, like with the lance and everything, mm-hmm. like kind of uh artistic what are, you, what are
1: you opening over
2: there? Oh, uh, it's just wor- a piece of Velcro I was playing with. Oh, sorry. I was like,
1: you got a Werther's Original over there? What's, what's <laughs> oh, going I, on? I, no, it's, man, I've had one of those in a long time. <laughs> uh, it's, um, but uh, now not, not crocodiles can reach up to 18 feet in big. length, man. That is huge. So big. Um, and unlike most other species of crocodile, these things are actually capable of what's doing a high walk. So, you know, whereas, you know, you see a gator or a, or a crocodile, you know, they're, they're they're close to the ground. Yeah, they you make know? those
2: slides and stuff, and you can see where they go in and out yeah, of the water. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, but
1: these these things do like a high walk where they extend their arms and stand up even higher. Their trunk is elevated off the ground, which creates this kind of uh, giant lumbering figure, um, you know, and if you're an in, you're in ancient people like that's a monster right you've never especially if like you're in the mediterranean dude i saw one you've never seen anything like this before i've
2: seen a alligator this year and a a pretty big one and i was like that's a monster yeah 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 they're crazy yeah you did
1: that uh i
2: just went on like a little trail walk and there's like at this park and it's by the water and all these people are walking around like like oh look at the alligators look at and they're all sunning themselves and stuff i know it's not like mating season or anything but i'm still like uh no i'm good like yeah no thanks I i don't need to get close to that Um, teeth lots of them
1: well uh so that's 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 another explanation i got a couple more uh if you want to go back to the uh the aboriginal tribes of australia which is yeah um australia is dude everything in australia that isn't you wants to kill you like (laughs) you know it's like so i've been to australia and you gotta think like all of the uh all of the civilizations in australia are located where on the water right you don't go inland in australia and there's reasons for that (laughs) man
2: they have a river there that's inhabited by giant stingray things uh saltwater crocodiles and sharks all in the same river i saw it on like river monsters or whatever and it's like nope dude yeah no way no way
1: well, the Aboriginals had um, a creature that they would refer to as the Gowana, and a lot of people think mm. the Gowana comes from um, a species of uh, monitor lizards. Um, actually, well, they are a species of monitor lizards, and these are large pres- predatory beasts um, that have razor-sharp claws and teeth, mm-hmm. and uh, they're important figures in Aboriginal folklore. So, you know, it, it also stands to reason that, like, when some of these cultures started meeting, like, you know, let's say, you know... Um, uh, you know, when England first came over to um, Australia and they right. started talking about like, you know, dragons and they're talking to the aborigines, the dragon like, oh, yeah, dragons, we got those over here. Yeah, like, they're Wait, right but they're there. here, too? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, it, it's possible that the, the myth could have been built up from, you know, just some of these cultures meeting and collaborating stories for the first time.
2: True. And I mean, kimono dragons, you know. Kibono dragons another are,
1: dragon. are another one. And they're, I mean, and they're nasty, man. Like I went to, um, I was in uh, Indonesia. And I went on a, uh, I went on a tour to see the Komodo dragons. Cool. And, uh, you know, zoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, these are out in the wild and stuff and they, I mean, and the tour guides kept us way far away. They're like, look over there. Don't go anywhere near these things. Right. Man. Well, yeah.
2: they're, they're pretty quick from what I understand. I know they ambush n- normally, but like they eat deer and stuff like big, oh, yeah. bigger animals. And I got, I got a thing here. Komodo dragons get up to 9.8 feet, three meters. That's a monster. And dude. They weigh up to 150 pounds. I mean, that's a person, you know, mm-hmm. it's bigger than a person. That's yeah.
1: It's um, and then uh, there's another there's another theory that goes something really simple is whales. Um, you know, some oh, would argue, yeah, yeah. yeah, some would argue that the discovery of uh, giant these cri- giant creatures such as whales from like er- our early seafaring ancestors, like the first people that built boot bu- built boats, sorry, <laughs> built boots. I just turned Canadian for a second. Built boats and went out to sea, saw these giant gargantuan creatures pop up out of the water and. Pff, you Know they're massive, spray. yeah. They're massive. You don't know what that is, man. Like, you have a lack of understanding of what these creatures are, and your immediate thing is like, oh, it's a monster.
2: Also, if you look at like if one washes up like a dead whale, you know, and rots away the skeleton, pretty dragonish wings, yeah, ab- long spine, absolutely. Uh, if they blow water, which means they can blow fire, maybe. You know, you don't know what elements it could have been. You know,
1: you could see that as steam, a you know, water dragon, yeah, yeah. Um
2: and then uh, you get the oarfish for the sea serpents and the, stuff. Oh
1: yeah, orfish, that's another thing, man. Freaky? Mhm. Super freaky. But there's there's one really fascinating theory that I read on this and um and this this one kind of requires a little bit of a stretch. Okay. But kind of explains uh, in a way why We build up these monsters in our heads, and why different cultures have their own version of the dragon. So this is this is interesting. So, kind of bear with me on this for a second. Um, The human brain itself is one of a possible is a possible explanation for where the myth of the dragon came from. Um, So there was a book uh, called. Uh, An Instinct for Dragons by anthropologist David E. Jones, and he argues that belief in dragons is so widespread among ancient cultures because evolution embedded an innate fear of predators in the human mind. So back when we were, you know, hunters, gatherers, living in caves, and we would encounter these monsters, like, you know, we learned to run and, you know, either, you know, fight or flight, survive, But like those core memories are like part of our DNA now, if that makes sense.
2: The, I, I heard specifically that humans are kind of wired to be afraid of snakes as well. Like, yeah as a thing. But so probably even if we not, probably got eaten by snakes, like, you know. Even if you're not scared of them, like even if you hold one, like it can give you goosebumps and stuff. And they said yeah. that's part of that that response that you're talking about. Yeah.
1: So this, this theory argues that um, the mythical dragon is basically locked in our collective DNA as the perfect predator. Ah. It's like, if it flies, it comes from overhead, it's reptilian, it has, you know, it has fangs, it has claws, it breathes fire, um, you know, which I don't know of any other predator that breathes fire. Yeah, I'm but, not aware. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but just as monkeys have been shown to exhibit a fear of snakes and large cats... Oh, there you go. Um, the guy that wrote this hypothesizes that the trait of fearing large predators, such as python, birds of prey, uh, even elephants, because uh, just because they're so big.
2: Uh, elephants also, in art, when people describe them, tend to look like dragons. I don't know if you've seen any of those pictures. It, mm-hmm. I saw it, they showed one on a show where somebody described a dragon and then somebody else drew it, yeah. or described an elephant, rather, and it's like a known thing, but it still kind of came out looking like a dragon. Interesting. Yeah,
1: um, yeah and but also in more uh, recent times... You know, he argues that these universal fears have been frequently combined in folklore and created the myth of dragons. Mm. So, so, um, you know, so uh, yeah, I asked the question, you know, if these ancient cultures had no contact with each other, why do they all have varying versions of the mythical dragon? Um, you know, and I feel like those are some very possible explanations, but there's, um, There's a couple of legends here. I wanted to touch on this one. Uh, There's the Austrian legend of the dragon. And this is going back to a medieval town in Austria, the town of klagenfurt if I'm saying it correctly uh was founded on a marsh that was home to uh what they called the lindworm or uh I think that translates to wingless dragon okay which could have been you know any sort of large maybe it was maybe it was a crocodile I don't know like we don't know but those wanting to settle in the area first had to deal with this dragon before the founding of this town now as with uh traditional dragons uh this one apparently ate anybody who tried to cross the march okay uh you know this is you know this is an Old Austrian legend. And uh fortunately, the local Duke um funded the building of a stone tower in the swamp. Um, you know, local legend is to say like how they did it without getting eaten. that's was gonna say that's yeah. 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 But hard, once hard the building build. was complete, the locals fished for the dragon uh, <laughs> from the safety of the tower using a chain for line, a bull for bait, and presumably a hefty hook, and eventually they captured this thing. According that, to legend,
2: that that had to have been some kind of crocodile uh, or something.
1: Yeah, that's what I. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like it's some um, some sort of. I mean, it's in a marsh, right? Like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what type of gators live in like you know Europe. I don't think they do, but you know, I don't think they're. But it's feasible, right? I mean, it's. Yeah. Um, I think the farthest they go up in in the United States
2: is just right. There is a lake close to the border of Virginia, mm-hmm. but they're North Carolina and below. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, at this point in. Uh, In history, the dragon seems to have been a little bit more than uh, you know, an an enormous and fearsome water snake, Um, you know, because that's what it could have been. But uh, in the way creatures, both biological and mythical, uh, this thing kind of evolved. And in by 1287, the city's coat of arms shows the monster as having the head of a wolf the body of a bird and the tail of a snake. And within a few centuries, you know, kind of gets passed down from century to century, It had grown legs evolving into what someone would recognize today as a typical fire-breathing dragon. But also uh, in the 16th century, sort of moving forward a little bit, some people found a fossilized skull Mm -hmm. that they thought belonged to a dragon that proved the legend correct. But once again, they didn't understand fossils. Uh, And as it turned out, this skull belonged to a woolly mammoth.
2: Ah, so, I mean, but you got, you've like, got the giant yep. tusks and yeah. everything.
1: Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so, you know, so that kind of supports the fossil theory. Yeah, um, definitely. But there's, uh, the oldest word, known word for dragon, comes from uh, an ancient scru- script in Mesopotamia, a Middle Eastern region that is now part of Iraq. Uh, someone found a uh, curious word on a clay tablet, and I'm going to butcher it. I'm going to try to pronounce it, though. The usumgal. Okay. Which is the word uh, is in Sumerian, um, humanity's oldest written language? I might add, it, it is believed to be the oldest known word for dragon. It's compi- comprised of the words "gal," which mm-hmm. means big, and "usum," which uh, meant snake. So, large snake. Well, there you go. Um, you know, it's that's something that exists. Uh, yeah, but that's from you know that's from Sumerian culture. So. Uh, you know, that, it's really interesting. You you see these things. I, I really feel like a lot of it is just sort of passed down from uh, you know from generation to generation. But all these cultures had large creatures um, that were monsters to them because they didn't understand the world. And you know, boom, dragons. And uh, you know, it, it's kind of funny. There was a uh, there's a mockumentary some years ago on uh, Animal Planet. Like this is going back like to the to the two thousands. But they they uh, They did a fake documentary, but presented it as though dragons were actually once a real thing. Okay, and how they uh, they lived alongside dinosaurs, and they escaped the extinction by going underwater, and then the marine version of this dragon came on land and started evolving. The water dragon, yeah, yeah, the marine dragon, essentially, and uh, you know started uh, you know it would evolve differently, like in um, in China, like it had to move among the bamboo trees, and you know so it. Developed a long, elongated body, essentially. Um, You know, and it explained how uh, some of these creatures had like uh, flight, uh, like uh, hydrogen bladders that they could expand to make themselves light enough to be able to fly, or at least (laughs) glide. But also, like mix that with like minerals in order to breathe fire. And then it also gave um, an example of the bombardier beetle, who actually can create like burning hot. Really? Yeah. uh, uh, Look up the bombardier beetle, man. It's it's really interesting. But a, a bombardier, it can't exactly breathe. Breathe fire, but what, what it does do is create this like searing hot acid that it can like spit on things. Um, so, I mean, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility for something to be able to breathe fire. Yeah, that's pretty um, yeah. wild. I
2: mean it's it's far fetched, but you yeah, it's know. very
1: far fetched, but it's you know, oh, like yeah. I said, it's it's a thought experiment, you wow. know.
2: So that it mixes hydrogen peroxide with other hydro words I can't pronounce. Yeah. And they're stirred in the reservoir's beetle's the abdomen. And yeah. then wow, this is crazy.
1: Yeah, I know. And so they give that as an example of of uh you know, of like well, like well, yeah, we don't know of any creatures that uh can breathe fire, but we do know about this creature that can do something pretty similar to that. Wow. So yeah, man. Uh, you know, as far as uh, as far as like real life dragons go, do I think they ever really existed at some point? No, maybe not in the way we think. Maybe they not do. in the way yeah. we think, but you know, but large creatures existed, and of course, you know, um, you know, if we go out into the woods and we see like a large beast that we've never seen before, big m- monster, you yeah. know, obviously a monster. And some, I think some of these early cultures seeing these creatures they've, that had they've never seen before, that's a monster to them.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's it's there's just so many like we're talking about with the whales and like sea serpents and stuff which Mm -hmm. are like or fish and all that we know there's giant squid out there like there's big monsters out there in in the world uh so your imagination probably doesn't have to stretch very far to to create more especially when you're talking about like the crocodiles and alligators getting all the way up north from the nile and stuff that's Mm -hmm. i mean to me that makes almost perfect sense you know
1: yeah um yeah, yeah it's, man it's wild and, just kind yeah. of a fun thought experiment uh for, on on drag like you know I, I was sitting there thinking like what are we gonna talk about on mysterious on mysterious world this week i was like you know what fuck it Let's is dragons. Dra- dragons i love dragons it's the year of the dragon let's celebrate it by doing some dragon stuff
2: yeah and dragons are cool man they're they're mm. pretty wild mm-hmm. great for storytelling and i think some of the scandinavian myths and the north mythology is what led to things like the lord of the rings even and mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff which yeah is, absolutely uh, yeah pretty cool
1: um it just a little follow up here. Uh, I think like way, way back when um, for uh, Mister, I'm going off the topic of dragons here, but I talked about the Seven Sisters in. It's presumably one of the most haunted uh, yes. Airbnbs. Or not Airbnb. It's just a bed and breakfast, not an Airbnb. It's most haunted Airbnb uh, in Florida, <sighs> allegedly. <sighs> allegedly. And uh, I am leaving tomorrow to go stay there. Yeah, so.
2: that's going to be kind of
1: crazy. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll I'll report back to you. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> uh,
2: you don't have too mysterious of I,
1: I really, I, I don't want one, man. I do not want a supernatural <laughs> experience. <laughs> I'm good without that. Yeah, but anyways, um, we haven't talked to Uncle Chuck in a little while. Yeah,
2: well, let's give him a call. All right. Let's see what he's up to. Oh, man.
0: Now, retired down in Florida is where he lives. He's a dear old man with some advice to give. If you don't like it, then I guess you're out of luck. It's time for advice from your dear old Uncle Chuck. Uncle Chuck gives a (laughs) Hey, we got Uncle Chuck on the
1: line. We haven't talked to Uncle Chuck in a little while. Yeah. Hey, Uncle Chuck, how you doing today?
5: Uh, I, I I'm doing all right, I guess. Uh, I I I've been to court, and they're not dismissing the charges, even though I asked them to very politely, because it's all bullshit. Was
1: it? Did did you? Were you polite when you asked them to drop the charges, Uncle Chuck?
5: I looked at him, and I was like, "Come on!" And he's like, "Well, what do you mean, sir?" And I'm <laughs> like, "Come on!" <laughs> <laughs> and. And he's like, I need you to be more more expressive, sir. I do not understand. (laughs) And I'm like, your honor, you and I both know this is bullshit. And he said that that was disrespectful. And now I needed to be silent or else I'd be held in contempt, of (laughs) course. Oh, man. (laughs) Which is bullshit because he just told me he wanted me to talk more.
1: Well, I'm really surprised that they didn't go for your very persuasive come on defense. (laughs)
5: <laughs> I mean, come on!
1: <laughs> I mean, I I I see. I, I believe see him, yo, yo. No yeah, trial. you
5: cannot <laughs> come up with a counterargument to that, can you? <laughs> no, really? you
1: know what? I I honestly can't come up with a rebuttal for. Come on, that's, that's really
5: exactly.
1: Cool. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who just joining us, uh, Uncle Chuck got into some trouble last uh, Christmas uh, when he was a mall Santa. And uh, said some kind of unsavory things towards a single mother.
5: Oh, I would have savored the shit out of her. <laughs> oh oh
1: God. My gosh, here oh, we go. Oh, God, here we go. Um, anyways, he was escorted out, and he was he was charged uh, with uh, disorderly conduct. Yeah. We'll say, and uh, and and so now we're we're in his trial period. So um, yeah, so uh, what did the judge ultimately rule, Uncle Chuck?
5: Well, I had to enter my plea, and uh, my lawyer did advise me not to enter a plea of "this is fucking bullshit." Uh, apparently, not guilty is sufficient. Okay. And uh, you know, I thought it would be obvious, but here we are. Uh, I have been given a continuance. Uh, they will revisit my case in in a couple of months. Okay. In, in so I am a free man. Uh, they cannot keep me on home confinement at this point. No, oh, that must be. Nice. I, uh, my my lawyer, he, uh, who's my next door neighbor, he uh, he advised me to do something with the public because it would look better
0: mm-hmm. and uh, show
5: uh-huh. me as the kind and caring human being that I am.
0: Oh no! And,
1: so, like, are you picking up uh, trash roadside, or are you like maybe oh, going no. to a soup kitchen or something?
5: My sciatica is gonna act up if I try and pick up trash. Oh. And Okay. Y- you know, plus they have inmates to do that shit.
1: Okay. Fair. And,
5: so, and soup kitchens, uh, the smell. So I I actually will be uh, engaging my own my my highly trained thespian abilities. Oh boy. And I will be working mm. at a haunted attraction. Oh nice. But
1: hold on, wait a minute. So you're you're going to volunteer at a haunted attraction for your community service hours.
5: Well, this isn't community service because it's not been ordered by the court. This is just to make me look better so I can be like, "Your honor, look at how vibrant I am and mm. look how I contribute to the rich cultural tapestry of of the community."
1: I like that. And and so what are you what are you going to be doing in this haunted attraction, Uncle Chuck?
5: Well, they, they're going to have me running the uh, admissions line because okay. clearly, clearly they looked at me and said, there is a man who projects authority. He can keep these <laughs> chuckle fucks in line and tell them what to do and they will listen. Okay. And and I will be in, in, in character. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I am also going to be able to terrify small children, which is a passion of mine <laughs> as well. <laughs> you terrify everybody.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's the greatest uh, position for you to be in, like where you can just go uh, willy nilly scaring kids.
2: It's sanctioned, I mean, though. He's in the line. Y- yes.
1: See, you know what? I, you're right. I take it back. I'm sorry. That that should that I that's see a, absolutely this might be a perfect job. For I him, see actually. absolutely no problem and no way this
0: could go wrong.
5: Neither do I. They say you, if you do what you love, you will never work a day in your life, and and I think potentially I have found my muse. It could be his passion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you as a you as a retired fellow, like you shouldn't have to work. So I I, I can see that. I can see it.
5: I I agree, uh, but you know, if I am going to work, I should love what I do, and mm. and keeping the little assholes in line, and mm-hmm. and and putting the fear of God into them. That. I was made for this. (laughs) It sounds like it.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Well, you know what? Be sure to keep us uh, updated on both your your trial and how it goes in the haunted attraction for your not community service hours, but for your uh, community outreach. We'll call it community outreach.
5: Yes, yes, that, that that is exactly what it is. Well, <laughs> it, 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 I'm reaching out to them and being like go the fuck away. With his
2: uh, scary old hand.
1: Gosh. Zombie. Yeah. Hey, uh before uh before we let you go, Uncle Chuck, let me ask you, have you uh did did, did you watch the, the Super Bowl?
5: I did. I did. It well, was uh, quite the entertaining game, only the second Super Bowl in history to go into overtime.
2: Really? Oh. I didn't know that. Okay. That was exciting. It was. It stressed me out, Uncle Chuck. It stressed me out, the, and I, I the, wasn't even uh, like invested in either team. It was just stressful.
5: Neither was I. Uh, we also got to see the record for longest field goal broken twice in that game. Oh, wow. Really? Wow!
1: Must have been yep. a wild time at the villages.
5: <laughs> <laughs> ah, not that wild. It went on a bit long for most people, but uh, you know, us dueling men, we 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 are bundles of energy. Uh, <laughs> and can reach down deep and, oh, and, no. and pull from it when we need it oh god
1: all right well uncle chuck we wish you uh, the best of luck and check back in with us here pretty soon to let us know how everything is going with your trial all right
2: yeah i can't wait to hear about this haunted house situation
5: <laughs> uh yeah yes uh, uh you know, it, it'll be oddly enough up in orlando it's a bit of a drive but it's very prominent so i, I i'm pretty happy about it uh February 29th through March eleventh. Uncle Chuck working the haunted attraction. Nice. Oh, okay,
1: nice. great. Do you wanna do you wanna tell us what what haunted attraction that is, or should we just leave it leave it alone? Uh,
5: it, it it is tales of terror. And it is at the Bizarre Boulevard event. Oh, cool! At the Orlando Central
1: Fairgrounds. All right, so there you go. If you want to, yeah. if you're in the Orlando area and you want to go in and see Uncle Chuck, that's how you find him.
2: Yeah, a bit canonical.
1: <laughs> 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 all right, Uncle Chuck. We'll, well, go all ahead. right, kiddos. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk to you later, bud. Yep. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, that's our time with Uncle Chuck today, man. Yeah, um, that's he's, interesting. He's uh, he's gotten himself into some trouble, but he's I've seen him in tougher spots than this. He's probably going to get himself out. Will he, will he, though? I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, let's see. Uh, yeah, that's uh, I think that's probably going to bring everything to a close for Zoomundo Podcast today. Um, when I get back next week, I'll uh, let you know if I had any haunted encounters at um, the at the Seven Sisters Inn.
2: I'm excited to uh, to hear the potential of this, but I'm also I'm pulling for you. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want. You look, to man. I don't. Scary. I don't
1: want a supernatural encounter, man. <laughs> but you might get it's, one. Like my, my girlfriend is the one that's like, let's go stay at all these haunted places. I'm like, you know, we're gonna keep on tempting fates, and eventually, I'm just gonna wake up with a disembodied head floating over me, saying,
2: uh, yeah. "Get out." Uh, yeah, something freaky like that's gonna go down. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. The mirrors are gonna start doing stuff. Yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm kind of excited for you. I guess is the best way to say it. Oh, gosh, I'm yeah. gonna. I don't.
1: I don't know, man. We're we're tempting the fates. But anyways, we're going to go ahead and pack up and get out of here for Zoomundo Podcast. I'm Doolin. And I'm Keith. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take off, man. We'll see you guys next week. As always, you can write us at uh, Zoomundo at Outlook.com. Reach out to us on our Facebook page, Zoomundo Podcast, and we will be here for you. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see what people uh, send in. Yeah, absolutely. Some interesting stuff there. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, let's uh let's pack it up. And get out of here. Yeah. I got I got to take the lady out cuz it's Valentine's Day. That'll be fun. That'll and
2: be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a good time.